Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. No, so, yeah, he was about, I don't know, nine, my oldest lad, never been to, I was seven, I think, he'd never been to a football match. So I said, it's great to be practiced all the way down, it's a Manchester United sport. I'd never been to a football match either, which is terrible, really. What? Yeah, I'd only been to one, and I wasn't really Some paying attention. Some people don't. Just never been. And so we practiced all the way down, you know, he was seven, and we practiced, we knew that the guy with the number seven shirt, when he got the ball, we had to go, ooh, Ah, Cantona. Ooh, ah, Cantona. We were really good at it by the time we got there. The game just about started. We went in. He was absolutely amazed. 56,000 people sell his part. He just absolutely overpowered. And the number seven got the the, the ball. And uh, so we leapt to our feet and were drowned out (laughs) by 56,000 people shouting out, He's French. He's Flash. He's shagging Leslie Ash. Cantona. Cantona. You know that old cliche, you know, he went in a boy, he came out a man. I think was, he was changed completely by that. So you were teaching your son. I was teaching. I clapped my no, hands no, over his ears. I like the idea that you were on the public transport on the way to, to yeah. Sellers Park teaching your son how yeah. to chant. Yeah. Ooh. They must, oh, have, they must have thought, what a middle class. No, we were in a car, actually. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we were in a car. Don't worry. i tell you the other bit. We were in a car. But the other thing I remember so vividly is we got the South Circular and we're approaching Sellers Park, the, the, the Crystal Palace ground, and uh, uh, coaches began to join the South Circular at this point that had clearly come from Manchester with uh, with Manchester supporters. And on the <laughs> not many, though. Not many, though. Not many, though. Not many, From Manchester, what are you about? It all come from Brighton. It was Chelsea, actually. And uh, no, on the roof of one of these coaches, I, I will never forget, and it, we both sat and looked at it in absolute horror and silence and awe was a guy standing, he climbed out of the, you know, the coach had a little skylight on the top, he climbed out the skylight, right? he was wearing a red plastic cape, and he was holding a red plastic trident, and a completely full, I had to spill a drop, pint, probably of uh, Thatcher's old rascal, right? 
and he was there on the top of a moving coach. And I thought, these guys are going to be hardcore. That's yeah. <laughs> There's this my little lad who had never been to a football match. We really just thought, oh my God. <laughs> you didn't start him off on the nursery slopes of going to no, Brentford no, well, or anything like that. You know, yeah, no, Man United too. Palace. When you're where, seven, where you're players going, support Man United. Where yeah. Man United players regularly launch themselves out off the pitch yeah. to attack supporters. You know, that's, that's the safest yeah. place to take yeah. your child for his first, yes, first, 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 first match. Anyway, word yeah. podcast, here we are. Joined by Nigel Tassel. Welcome, Who bought several chinking bottles of Thatcher's old rascal cider. Yeah, yeah. Chink, chink, chink. Yeah. Thereby hangs a tail because Nigel comes from. Where have you come from? I've, I live in the Mendip Hills, which are. The range which of county? hills, Somerset. So, so as the old advert used to have, which you're not old enough to remember, <laughs> oh, he comes up from Somerset where there's only apples grow. You sound like you're from my village. <laughs> yeah, <indeed. laughs> that could have been me talking. Now, just brought some. I felt I ought to point out that Nigel lives in a stately home, don't you? I don't live in a stately home. I have an office. But, but okay, he you, writes in a, in a stately home. So anybody Which who reads I find words fascinating and reads articles by night can think of him there dipping his goose quill. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking out on the, you know, the the, the kind of uh, you know, scrotum the wrinkled retainer is yeah. is mowing the, the, the lawn down to the lake, yeah. you know. Yeah. And when he needs a bit of inspiration, he goes out and swings on a five bar goat overlooking a pig. Contemplates the this, this is very, very, very true. <laughs> it really is. Rosy it cheeks, genuinely no is. So, how come you work in a stately home? How does that work? Um, I just rent. I rent an attic room there, so I've got. I've got a like a writer's garret, and it is fantastic. And I look out. I, I'm my view is undisturbed by any any sign of man at all whatsoever. Wow. It's just open fields. Um, there is a huge lake. There's a big lake called Blagden Lake there, which is a big fishing lake. Um, and my view is of pheasants, uh, cattle. I saw a fox yesterday, deer, squirrels, Who and I do watch... Eric Clapton or something? Or no, 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 it's, 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 it's kind of used as a conference centre. It used to be an educational oh, facility. So, so you few... leave a normal family house in the morning... I do. ...and say, that's enough of this. I'm going out to live my... Blanding's Castle fantasy <laughs> all day long. It, it is like that. And and that just, how does your other half look upon this? She loves it. She loves it. She, she's used it before on days when I've been working somewhere else. Really? She goes and gets a bit of peace and quiet from the kids. Oh, and, and you do, I, I do watch the gardener. I watch him going up and down the lawn and, and very jealous of him on sunny afternoons. Makes you want to take up pipe smoking, doesn't it? I'm I wouldn't really, get any work done. I'm I'm out out it's the one thing I most want in a working space is something to look at. Something to look out on, which, of course, living in the suburbs of London, you, nobody has that, really. I, I, do, I do get distracted when I hear the, the crunch of the gravel and yes. I just see who, who's driven up the drive. Yes, yes. It, it is like that. It's, oh, it's, uh, fantastic. It is great, though. But he, he's also he's brought as a peace offering from the <laughs> West Country, hasn't he? What have you brought, Nigel? Uh, I brought the local tipple, which is literally made at the end of my street. Uh, this is Thatcher's cider, and we've got, we've got a bottle of Thatcher's pear, a uh, bo- uh, bottle of Old Rascal, and Green Goblin, Green Goblin. which is oak-aged cider. For listeners, they've got to guess when, when those will be like... They won't say. <laughs> they've got to guess when, when we've got one of those half bottles inside of us. Right. <laughs> I should just say, uh, other, <coughs> other product placement opportunities are available. Aren't they? Oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's if anybody would like to send that's, us up, yes. <coughs> we once got sent a huge case of a noxious energy drink called I remember Rockstar, that. I f- didn't oh, yeah. we? Yeah, it was great. You had a couple of heart attacks halfway we, through, I think, didn't you? We, we turned on once. We had they were enormous cans as well, <laughs> like, you know, and we just started frothing at the mouth. And, <laughs> I'm fairly talking. accelerated anyway. Talking the most. <laughs> 
colossal mound of horse manure <laughs> at a ridiculous pace. Anyway, amongst the amongst the horse manure this week, we've been covering uh, various topics. One of which is Nigel's fantastic feature about cassette culture, which is in the current Terrific. issue, current issue of Word, which has definitely struck a chord with lots of people. I've actually been um, tweeting today, soliciting the names that people gave to their uh, their homemade compilations during oh, the good. 80s or whatever. And I've got some jewels of pretentiousness <laughs> that, uh, that I shall read out later on. We've also got music uh, from Band of Skulls that we recorded earlier, earlier this week. Uh, but I wanted to start... With, I went to a gig on Monday night. The, this is astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? It was... It was really noisy. Down. It was dark and everything. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And I you went see, to all right. <laughs> I went to see, oddly enough, the act who at the time had been anointed to number one in the charts, which is Gautier. Is that what we say, Fraser? I, I, think, I think we say Gautier. Okay. I think some people say gotcha, don't they? Uh, they which yeah. is the obvious, if yeah. you just look to the words, that's yeah. what you say. Uh, who is uh, Wally de Becker, is an Australian Belgian. He's really good. Very good record, very good album, actually. But anyway, the reason I'm raising the subject is he, he was on a place I'd never been to before, but I'd, I'd read about. It and heard about it loads of times called Wilton's Music Hall, oh, yeah. which is down in Whitechapel, I suppose, Shadwell in the old East End, which is not an area I know at all well. Uh, but I was blundering my way towards this place and I went down this cobbled street and I thought, my god, this feels like Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was only the following day when I looked <laughs> on you know Wikipedia, sure enough, oh, yeah. I was. Right in at How, Jack I the was Ripper. There last night. And they now run oh, yes. you know, Jack the Ripper tours. Well, we were talking about this, weren't they? Absolutely. Were we? I, 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 just, I thought so peculiarly because, you know, we're talking here about, we're talking about the idea that the history somehow just is very forgiving. Isn't There's it? a statute of you limitations, know. isn't there? Yeah, on, you know, I got kind of an email from my sister saying, look, we're, we're going to meet up for this meal, you know, in um, just, just outside of, um, uh, you know, Spitalfields, where it says, dash. He said, Jack the Ripper territory! <laughs> Exclamation mark. It's like Bront- Bronte Gland, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, sure, you, you know, wouldn't be doing that. Bradford, if it was Yorkshire Ripper, you know, whoopee, Yorkshire Ripper territory. This is a man who brutally murdered loads of prostitutes yeah, yeah. by tearing their lungs out, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't seem to be the kind of thing we should there was, excited There was about, another, though. sorry, following the, just following the same tangent further yeah. along this morning, really interesting piece in The Times about the fact that in Belfast they're finally opening a big Titanic exhibit, a big right. kind of centre of some kind. Because, obviously, they Belfast is where it was built. Yeah, it was built Harland yeah. and Wolf, you know. At the time when Belfast was the shipbuilder of the world, you know, which is amazing to think, really. Yeah. And um, and they were saying in this in this feature that it's only recently that in Belfast anybody's talked about it at all. For years, it was handed down from father to son. Yeah, don't talk about Titanic. Obviously, because it was a real tragic event, mm. you know, and probably Holland and Wolf employees may have been lost on of it, course. you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, it was kind of sort of bad for business. Yeah. You know, the, the apparently yeah. in the Holland yeah. and Wolf official history of the whole shipyard, you know, been running for hundreds of years, it only gets one sentence. It refers oh, to the Titanic because it was a sister ship of some other, obviously. Um, and it said, the sister ship Titanic was lost in 1912 when it struck an iceberg. The end. And the Move on. God. You know, yeah. so anyway, in Belfast, it was not talked about for years. And it was only post the, um, the movie and Leonardo DiCaprio and all that kind of carry-on, that they realised that Titanic centres, celebrations, exhibitions were, were springing up all over the world. And they thought, well, 
If anybody ought to be <laughs> doing this, we built the damn well, thing. Well, they just made a twelve-part so TV do. series about the making of the Titanic in 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 uh, in, in Belfast, which came out. Oh, that, well, oh, well they yeah. came, that was obviously all time yeah. with the same thing. Starring a girl who's at school with one of my sons. Okay. Yeah, who's who's the, the oh, wife it's a of the? Uh, yeah, oh, it's, no, it's, it's from a dramatisation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to look out. Yeah, so there we go. Anyway, back to Wilton's musical. <laughs> Sorry. Wilton's, yes. Wilton's musical, which makes the proud claim that it is the oldest musical in the world. Built in the 1850s, ran as a musical for about 50 years, and then was used for all kinds of things. I don't know, a mission, a warehouse, all sorts of stuff. And it's in the last 10, 20 years been lovingly restored by you know people who care about this kind of stuff. And it's just the most fabulous place. It's so atmospheric. It's It's not huge, you know. You have an idea of musical, Victorian musical, as being huge with kind of gar- galleries yeah. up as far as the eye can yeah. see. You know, Leon- Leonard Sachs and the good old days. Well, it's not like that at all, you know. It's quite modest. Indubitably. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> Featuring chiefly yourself. <laughs> yourself. <laughs> and um, anyway, it's a fabulous place. And what it's most fabulous for is a rock and roll gig. And it just struck me that this is another case of, it seems in my experience, am I alone in thinking this? that the best places to see live rock and roll are places that were built 50, 80 years before rock and roll was ever thought of. But they're bound to be, by definition, because they've got to be small, haven't they? I mean, have have you been to the Hackney Empire? Yes, not to a rock and roll show. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, because that's I've seen rock bands playing there. Same thing. It's just a small Victorian theatre, acoustic theatre with little boxes, and you're all up above the stage looking at anybody can see and hear. It's a fantastic view from there. I, I yeah. saw I saw the five fly, fly blind boys of Alabama there oh, in the early nineties when there were still five of them alive, yeah. and they could use the word five in their name before they dropped it. When they <laughs> they're not started. still original members, were they? There are. I think there's possibly one original member, right, Jimmy okay. Carter, but they've been going. They were going since 1938, so, right, so they, they've done pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's a fantastic place to go and see a gospel band, and that they would yes. have been probably in early in their early seventies at the time, and and have been in obscurity for a long time, and they're just kind of making the comeback. Fantastic place to see. Maybe it's because there's yeah. something vaguely churchy about those yeah. kind of places, yeah. you know. Because the other ones, it struck me that um, well, obviously the one that we keep going back to is the Lyceum, yeah, you know, which was kind of opened by Ellen Terry, you know. That was where people used to have. Hugely histrionic performances of Macbeth, and you know, the, and the, when when the Strand was, according to the filmmaker Mike Lee, it was the Las Vegas of Europe. You know, the Strand was showbiz central down there, and sadly, they don't use it for rock and roll shows anymore because no, it's all I the saw, Lion King and all that kind yeah, of carry I saw, I saw the b- b- police there, and you two there. I saw Bob Marley there. I saw I saw the Jay Giles band. They used to have midnight shows. They used to get competitive, does it? Well, I, I see, I hear you, Jay Gunn. I raise you B52s with the roof open. Roof open? Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been there for the roof oh, open. Right, yeah. okay. But they used to have midnight shows for some reason. Uh, so they'd have the normal theatrical show during the evening, then they'd out would go the tourists, and then in would shuffle a load of great coated heads with me at the back of them, yeah. you know, to see... Uh, a copy of Zigzag. <laughs> probably to see, we had, took a copy of Zigzag to read while I was <laughs> waiting. You know, we just yeah. always have to wait Some hours. Roll up. Yeah. And, um, and I saw Brewer's Droop and the Jay Giles Band. Jay Giles Band probably came on about four in the morning. I don't know how anybody was still standing at that point, you know. But uh, So the, there's I've that seen place. Brewer's Droop. No, you're probably the only person here who hasn't seen Brewer's Droop. Uh, I, I, I am too young. Genuinely Sorry, guys, I am too young. <laughs> Genuinely. I quite liked him. The other one, really old, that struck me, is Camden Palace. 
Coast Coast. That, yeah. That's a very old place. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, more it was yeah. BBC Theatre, yeah. then became the Music Machine. And, you know, it was kind of the centre of new romantics and so forth. Radio and City Music Hall? Radio City Music Hall. I've, How I, I've not seen a rock and roll... Yeah, they have rock and roll shows there. I've seen the, yeah. the Cure there. Yeah. A really, incredible place. That's an extraordinary place. I saw the Christmas show at the Radio City Music Hall, and the stage is so big that they can actually had, and I'm not exaggerating at all, a procession of elephants crossed the stage. <laughs> they, were, they were moving them in from one door on one cross the street. in the room. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and off, off the other, and, uh, and you know, straight into their trailers outside. Extraordinary place. There's, there's an advantage as well with being in an architecturally handsome place. Is that if the band are a bit lousy, you've there's got something, something to look else. at. Yeah, I there's agree. If, you, if you're stood in Cardiff International Arena... Yeah, you know, all true. best wishes to them, but it's it's not an architectural you see, I, gem. I, I, I personally am yeah. very prejudiced against gigs, and I, that that feel to me like libraries or civic, um, you know, civic facilities. Yeah, I knew, Have you ever been to? Uh, sorry? I'm exactly the opposite. Give me a comfy seat at the front row of the barbican any time. Oh, right, yeah. but do you? Right, well, it's obviously. Listen, I've seen some fabulous shows. Have you ever seen a show at the Brighton Centre? Oh, oh, one score. Brighton yes. Centre is it? Is That's a long time. Sorry if anyone's listening who lives in Brighton. No, they're probably it, the first ones yeah, to point it, it It's just a great, it's just a rectangular box, usually used for conservative conferences, actually. I saw the Stranglers there. Record, I used to go to record fairs there. Norman Did Cook. You? Norman Cook would be pre-fat boy slim. Would always but be there. Huge. What the whole thing? Well, in, in gigantic. They were they were big record fairs back then. Wow. Yeah, sort of mid eighties. Yeah. So, what's your favourite venue, Nige? My favourite venue. Um, I wrote about this on on Jude's my favourite my band T-shirt right. blog about this the other. Day. I used to live in Minneapolis, and uh, oh. the venue there, First Avenue, which is uh, the venue that Prince plays in in Purple Rain. And I did a year at university out there. How brilliant was that? And I was the only one of age who could go to over 21 shows. So I would take myself off there four or five times a week. And it was an old bus depot. Um, and it was just fantastic. That's so brilliant. And everyone, because, because Minneapolis is the, the bigger town between Chicago and Seattle, everyone would stop in town. And, and so what, who did you see there? What sort of bands did you see? Who did I see there? I saw uh, Steve Earle support Los Lobos there. Um, Happy Mondays. My God, Ooh. they were appalling. Uh, <laughs> got on a bad day. On oh, a bad day, 45 minutes, back to the audience. Days. Great, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, good night. Uh, Billy Bragg, I'd, I'd see a lot of British people there. Aztec Camera came through and Billy Bragg, but then also uh, replacements, I think, a lot of hometown stuff as well. Oh, yeah. right. Your favourite venue, Mark? Shemsbridge Empire for me. This is, I know, it's, it's in his garden. <laughs> it's actually, yeah, actually just, I could <laughs> lean over. And, it's a room I in I could lean over and tap on the, on, the, on the door. and have <laughs> started yet. Yes. What about somewhere further afield? Finished no? Um, gosh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I love the Albert Hall. It's terrible acoustic. I just like being in it, you know. But I like, I don't know. I like being in the Albert Hall. You always get the feeling in the Albert Hall that the act can see you as well as you can see the act. Yeah. Which I think is probably quite a good thing. Favourite venue, Fraser? Uh, Brixton Academy, funnily enough. Oh, right. Two reasons. One, I love the fact that it's a big venue, standing venue with the sloping floor. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. And secondly, it's got the great thing where if you look up, it looks like you're outside. Yes, which is an incredible. It's thing. got like a, like a cityscape. You feel like you're within a, a, a square, it's like incredible, a, a Vatican it? thing or something. It's incredible. Yeah, I agree with you. As a good friend, my my best ever gig was Brixton Academy. David Byrne there um, in the early nineties. Fantastic, oh, really? yeah, really? with a full salsa band and yeah. head to toe in white suits. Really, really oh, playing salsa versions of no. no, no salsa versions of Talking head songs. Oh, Don't nice. go wrong. And the nice. phrase is right about the floor as well. You oh, good beautiful. view from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the rainbow inside? Yeah. Yeah, I saw the jet there. Brilliant. Do you remember the most, the most extraordinary kind of 
decoration and display way up above the stage. Yeah, no, so if you're in the gods, like you and I probably were, because we couldn't afford any more. Yeah, you were kind of level you, with you, it. You're completely yeah. level with the display. So, to, you know, to look at the band, you had to look directly yeah. down, didn't you? Whereas on your eye line was this extraordinary kind of Rudolph Valentino desert fantasy or it something. Was. That's, it that's was. how cinemas were built in those days. That's how they were designed. Wasn't it? Brilliant. You've been listening to the free feed of the Word podcast. The full album-length version is only available to subscribers to the magazine. To sign up and to hear the rest of this podcast, go to www.wordpodcast.co.uk. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.